Hi, and welcome to the podcast today. It is Monday, April 3rd. I want to read you parts of an article and see if you can figure out where it's from, especially as we now have a permanent Toledo police chief, and we know his top task is violent crime, murder, and beyond. Opening day was a blast. Uh, Thanks for everybody that stopped by. I was completely exhausted the moment I got home. I hit the couch harder than ever. Um, We will get to some guests here, another situation of where work says, hey, can you chat with these people? Um, And I did. We'll get to that as we did last year with Erica and now this year, Julia as well, part of Junior Achievement, their their upcoming Inspire event. Uh, you'll hear me tell them there's one thing I don't want to hear these days. Well, there's a lot of things. One of them is I hate my job. It's not so black and white, but it's pretty black and white. Leave because all the now hiring signs, most of them are still up. Um, I saw Paris banned scooters. We take a lot of our non-automobile ideas for transportation here from Europe. We take it from Europe. People that want to bike more, take it from Europe. People that want scooters, take it from Europe. People that want rail and trains, get it from Europe. Again, the geography is different, but we got scooters. We like them. Paris banned them because, stunningly, I thought it was because people were getting hit, as I predicted a year ago here. Scooterers are going to get hit, uh, and scooterers are going to hit pedestrians. So far, I have not read of any of those, but I have seen why Paris, I have seen why Paris banned them there, here. They banned them because they're eyesores, problematic, and being left everywhere, which happens here a bunch. So if you want to keep your scooters, when you're done with them, leave them standing upright, out of the way on the sidewalk so that people can pass by, and don't just lay them wherever so that they become eyesores. Also, similarly, transportation, the Ohio Distracted Driving Law is in effect. I believe there's a 60-day grace period where you will just get a warning, but it will now be something primary where an officer can pull you over if they believe they see you on your phone. I understand how that could be treacherous in these tense times between the public and police. Uh, But I hope to God we're moving away from that type of profiling because there is little that terrifies me more, as I've told you. I can take an 18-year-old who's FaceTiming while they're driving. It's a 48, a 58-year-old that's jerking around with their phone while they're driving. At least the kid is always on the phone. They've got some, some, some expertise, some dexterity to play with that. The older person, not so much. Um... I read this story over the weekend, and it's the same as here. Whenever we talk about violent crime, murder, rape, assault, things like that, um, you can group three cities pretty closely together. Ours, Chicago, which started to skyrocket in all those bad ways before we did, and then my hometown of Philadelphia. So, um, I don't know if I share this anywhere, but I will put it out on Twitter. In fact, I will do that right now. I will read you what I'm going to tweet. On the podcast. I know there are, there are people that think that nothing is being done. But as we've talked about many times on the podcast. It's slow, glacial, coordinated, concentrated moves. Very easy things. A lot of common sense that will end all those issues. Or make them get back down to more respectable levels. Um, that story is now out there for you to see from phillyvoice.com. Um, I'll read you... A couple of pieces of these. They asked the um, all the 
mayors to be or mayor hopefuls, what will you do to reduce gun violence in the city? I have proposed a comprehensive plan to improve community safety, rebuild our broken infrastructure, and provide opportunity and education to reduce the lure of crime in the future. In my plan, it will have 10 steps in 100 days. I'll declare a crime emergency on my first day in office, build a public safety cabinet that includes state and federal authorities, and crack down on illegal guns and targeting the most violent offenders. Let me go to another person. The most pressing issue facing our city is the threat of gun violence. My plan to reduce gun violence has four pillars. Presence, accountability, opportunity, and investment. Uh, Presence means ensuring every eligible police officer is out working and hiring bonuses to recruit officers who look like the communities they serve. I don't know if we can do that here. Presence also means developing relationships with residents outside of patrol, so I will look to require community service hours from all officers in the communities they serve. Next up, as mayor, I will show a relentless commitment to ensuring every Philadelphian is safe and feels safe. Um, The effectiveness of our city's approach to public safety and gun violence is reliant on a whole governance, deeply coordinated, all-hands-on-deck approach focused on identifying and addressing problems in our communities, utilizing evidence-based strategies driven by data, and showcasing careful attention to implementation and outcomes. Uh, Can I give you one more here? As Philadelphia's accountability mayor, I will make sure every city leader and every department is working to make Philadelphia safer. When our only answer is for police to show up after a crime, that means government has failed. My comprehensive public safety strategy reimagines the role of government in all departments. Um, As mayor, I will initiate a forensic forensic audit of the PPD budget. Uh, I will also institute a public safety dashboard tracking data from the entire criminal justice system. You didn't hear my words right there, but the one thing that kept coming up was illegal guns, illegal guns, illegal guns. But a bunch of the other stuff, public safety, um, infrastructure, safety, like it's all the same thing. And, And we have heard that chorus and that rhetoric here. Hopefully, Cities United, which the mayor talked about in his, um, state of the city speech the other day. He said Cities United gets all of these organizations to work together. And if it does, if it makes them more collaborative and communicative, we can make a dent in these violent crime and gun issues. Um, again, that article is out there. If you'd like to check out the one thing that I did, uh, other, the two, two observations were illegal guns, illegal guns, illegal guns. And then the other side of that was I didn't see anything about violence interrupters. Philadelphia has never done anything like that. Um, Also, there is a very progressive, very liberal DA who I side with. And he is not one to prosecute aggressively because he wants to see people as more than their crimes. So all of these candidates who would like to be mayor have said, if the DA doesn't prosecute, I will take it to a federal or state level. Um, I think it is more, much more gray than that because I side with a lot of things with this current DA. His name is escaping me right now. Um, John Fetterman, the senator from my home state, uh, the, the, the rookie senator from Pennsylvania. He won the election over Dr. Oz, then briefly into his term, uh, sought help for depression and anxiety. And I believe he spoke to one of the big news networks. I saw clips of it this morning. I listened to some of it on Twitter, and I will simply say this. Um, I know things get thrown out, words get thrown out, st- sentences, statements, data that are probably regret- regrettable, if not in the moment, 
definitely some hindsight. Uh, Fetterman was a target of a lot of different attacks. Um, he's the guy that had the stroke that was attacked by Republicans. So now that he has had um, an open, candid, transparent bout with depression and anxiety and has sought treatment for it, um, and from a party, Republicans, now whenever there is a terrible, horrific public school or mass shooting, Republicans bang the drum for this is a mental health issue. Knowing that they say that, and look, not all Republicans are the same. Not all people say the same things. Not, not everyone is in the chorus. But I hope the same people that say we need to have better mental health guidelines, guardrails, help in place so that we don't have these mass shootings will also offer that same sympathy to John Fetterman instead of preying on him for addressing something that is still deeply, deeply stigmatized. I am still kind of surprised, wow, that... Uh, I knew that ProMedica had some detractors, but wow, to see this post of mine from last week saying I supported them and I am thankful that they put the steam plant in action so we could have all these concerts and everything more, I'm surprised there are still comments coming up on that thread. Keep it going if you want. I'm interested in seeing the dialogue since most of it is cordial and insightful and not too zealot-driven. All right, let's get to Junior Achievement. Uh, Erica and Julia to talk about the upcoming May 10th Inspire event, which will happen at the Glass City Center, and I thank them for once again coming about coming by this year. I'd like to welcome back Erica Fishback. Did I say the last name right? Fishback. Fishback. <laughs> you were here just about like the, a yeah. You were here just year. about a year ago. We're going to talk yeah. about Junior Achievement and an event coming up that I believe was very successful last year, right? Yes, it was. Uh, we had over 65 companies attended as well as about 1,500 students. Awesome. And let me also introduce Julia Simon. Hi, Julia. Good to meet you. Good to meet you, what, too. What is your role with uh, with all things junior, uh, junior Achievement? Yes, I'm our event coordinator. So, Inspire Event, I'm coordinating everybody getting there and all the companies and everything about that. You're juggling a lot, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. How many uh, exhibitors or participants will be there for people who will get to, including the public, can come visit and speak with? Yeah, about 80 different companies and about 100 different um, interactive exhibits. Um, I missed out on this last year. I think I had a prior engagement and I heard about all the fun because I think we were out there showcasing some some radio things and then some of the kids wound up coming my way. It was a really good time. Uh, The event, uh, we'll get to that right away, on May 10th, happens at the New Glass City Center. Uh, Erica, what is your role with Junior Achievement? And then let's talk about the event. Yeah. Uh, So I'm the Career Discovery Director. So I do all things education. So I work with the students in schools as far as scheduling for Inspire, but then also just scheduling in general general for a lot of the in-class participation um, uh, experiences that we do. And then we also run um, some after-school programming as well, uh, where we call them community learning experiences so that students who are not getting them in school have the opportunity to do that elsewhere. How, how do kids get involved with that? How do they wind up coming your way to be a part of those? Uh, so a lot of it we do social media advertisement. A lot of it we send out to the school system so that they can provide that information for families, parents, guardians um, to get that information to the students if they want to participate. So that's a lot of our outreach. Um, but we also have started sending it to our company partners as well, the opportunities that we have. So if they want to share it with their um 
company employees, students. Um, so if there's an employee that says, oh, yeah, my kid is a 10th grader and has absolutely no idea what they want to do. OK, great. Here's some opportunities to get them involved with different uh, companies and organizations to find out what they want to do. This happens. The Junior Achievement Inspirement happens May 10th at the Glass City Center. More, more nitty gritty details about that. But quickly, in case yeah. someone's attention has been uh, peaked, uh, <laughs> website or anything that they can dive right into and, and look at as they please. Yes, we have the JA inspirenwo.org is the main link to go to. There you can find everything from a company's perspective, from the community perspective, from a student, um, all the different things that you'd want to learn. And then right on that front page is um, a really good recap video of our experience last year so that somebody could look at that and see what they could expect to experience this year. Perfect. You lead me right into my next question. And either Erica or Julia, how long have you been with JA? About two years Perfect. Now. All right. Yeah. Then it, you take this question. Okay. Um, if I were to watch that video, what could I, or if I was a part of the event last year, whether I was an exhibitor or a student or part of the public, how will this year be different from last year? What maybe did you guys learn from participation or questions or beyond that you wanted yeah. to improve upon? That's a great question, actually. Some feedback that we got last year was that the students wanted to see more um, exhibits from the arts and entertainment industry. So we're doing a lot to um, bring that out more. So we have the zoo participating. We have the Toledo Museum of Art. So just some really cool um, exhibits within that realm um, as well. There's just going to be more companies. So last year we had about 65. This year we're going to have 80. So it will just be more hands-on exhibits for students in the community to see. I am not going to ask you to list all of them, <laughs> yes. but if you could be as comprehensive with an answer as possible, or maybe it's easier to answer what, like who won't be there, but what can kids expect as far as occupations and careers? What will they expect when they come visit? Absolutely. So it's broken down into eight different career clusters that Ohio um, acknowledges. So there's 16 total. We just condense it down to eight, but really they're going to be seeing everything from, you know, how to start a business to 13 ABC, you know, how to be in media. Um, there will be some construction and government law, public service. We'll have the FBI there. So really just a wide range of any career that they could think of, we'll try to represent. Is there one that, uh, you mentioned last year the kids were looking for more in, in, in art and culture. Mm -hmm. um, was there one that particularly stood out uh, last year that kids gravitated to um, outside of wanting more arts there? Yeah, definitely the 13 ABC. That was a big hit. They had um, their weather truck. They did live weather, so the students got to go up and see the green screen. And there was a um, the station uh, booth, so the kids could sit behind that to see what it would be like to be a live reporter. So that students were really drawn to that. And we actually had um, uh, one of our success stories. The Cumulus Radio booth was there, and oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and one of the students um, from a TPS local high school who had absolutely no idea what she was going to do when she was graduating in a couple weeks. She sat down and did some of the advertisements with the booth, and just really fell in love with it from that experience. And so she then the next week went and applied to the Specs Howard School of Media up Good. in Michigan. And so that's those are the kind of the success stories that we want to gather from this. Is that even you know, a student who's going to be graduating in a couple of weeks, even if they don't know what they want to do, this is a great opportunity to just expose them to all the different things. And then 
you know, we want to do follow up if a student is really interested in a company or a career and says, yeah, I, I, I want to do more. I want to do a job shadow or something like that. We want to work with them to try to set that experience up for them, too. We were never able to track that girl down. She was supposed to come I know. visit. But <laughs> some other kid that was there came by in the summertime and awesome. he had a good visit with me. But I, I heard so much about this this other girl who yep. was so eager. I'm like, there's a young girl who wants to get into into radio. <laughs> I can't believe a young girl knows what radio is. But good for them. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Specs House. Howard, mm-hmm. uh, are are they still open? I I don't actually know. Because <laughs> okay. I, I had friends that have worked there uh, over the decades, and I know that they, they may have closed. Now, don't quote me on that. I'm not going to look up real fast. But yeah, I know things were not trending in a good way for them. Like, uh, like unfortunately, a lot of legacy media places. Mm-hmm. I would say as of last year, I know they were, just because we looked into it after that good. student was of interest in it as well. Um, but as of later on this year. I, I am unsure of that. Let me ask you, th- ladies, This, uh, I, I think this might be a challenging question that you weren't prepared for, or maybe you will be. So in the last like six to eight months, um, in- interest in large language models um, and artificial intelligence has mm. taken off. Okay. Like faster than most tech things where there are a lot of businesses and industries, especially as these are still challenging and transform- transformational times, they have had to ask themselves, are we still going to exist uh, due to this? Um, in fact, when I went to Perrysburg for a career day a couple weeks ago, I asked the kids if they knew what it was. And about half the kids did because some of them are using it to do their homework, mm-hmm. although teachers have AI tools to to decrypt that. And um, I, I asked them, before you figure out what you want to do or ask yourself this question, is this career that I'm going to choose going to be eliminated by intelligence or tech. Mm -hmm. And I think I at least raised an eyebrow. Has any of this come your way with any of the exhibitors or anything else? Because this this world is moving with this really, really fast. And now I find myself, even when I'm out, like, could this job be replaced by such and such? Mm -hmm. How does AI and technology look into or uh, be a part of the event that you're creating? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, Nobody's brought it up to me yet, but I think as companies are moving more towards AI, I think there's a great opportunity for them to implement that in the event. Um, I know there's collaborative robots that will be there um, and just demonstrating how those are used in the workplace. While they there are jobs that are still used, um, but the robots just help with that. So I definitely see um, that could be an implementation as well. Um, what what would you say is the most tech-forward company that you, uh, you have invited to the event? That's a really good question. Um, I would say uh, Nicest Solutions or Pioneer Industries, those were the ones that were going to be bringing the collaborative robots um, to demonstrate those. Um, what are some of the common questions that the kids repeatedly ask? I throw this out at you because my Perrysburg career day is very fresh in my mind. And they they asked like kind of like lowest common denominator questions, which is a little disappointing to me. <laughs> Maybe I just did a good job explaining stuff. They're like... What do you make? And oh, yeah. did you tell me about going to college? I was like, not a lot and not a lot. <laughs> so what were a lot of questions that the kids had last year, regardless of who they were talking to? So uh, we actually... Um we actually worked on that quite a bit this year because a lot of the feedback that we got from some of the students and from the companies was that um, students would go up and do just that. They would ask either some of the basic questions or they would just kind of come up, find some of the fun tchotchkes and then Mm. leave the table. And we really want students and and the community when they come to be truly engaged and really try to learn and and take this opportunity at its fullest. And so what we did is part of the... um, 
pre-work, I guess, that the students do prior to coming to this event. It's more so preparing them for what to expect, but it's also teaching them what informational interview questions are and how to ask them appropriately and how to ask the right ones that will elicit the information that you want about that specific career. And so students, um, so we do have 3,200 students signed up and registered for this event this year. And so all of them will have that opportunity to learn what an informational interview question is. And we've relayed to the companies that if a student comes up and doesn't ask them some intriguing questions, um, then they're not able to get the little fun tchotchkes at the table. Mm, Like that's part of the experience. But then, um, also, we are providing the students uh, with a little lanyard this year that has some of the top informational interview questions provided for them. So in case they forgot from any of the work that they did prior to, that they've got them right there on their lanyard. So if there's if they can't think of anything, they have some top ones to ask that can help them probe and get good answers for what they're looking for. What are some of those questions? Um, so, um, what is your, what is your job like on the day to day? So what can you expect from the day to day? Um, what was some of the, um, um, educational pathways to get where you're at? So did you have to go to college or was it a trade school or was it, um, uh, just, you know, a uh, one hour or not one hour, I'm sorry, one year training program or whatever the case may be just to kind of help them through that process. So just similar questions like that that just help them understand a little bit more about the role and what they would expect and then how they can help get there. I heard you mention interview, but not specifically interview. Um, just as far that's as far as like just asking questions when they're when they're meandering around and chatting with people. Is there any interview expertise insight to help these kids to interview? interview better on site or is that something else that they might be able to tap into at another time and place with JA? Uh, Kind of both. Um, So we do have a lot of that uh, as far as some of the work we do in the schools and then in some of the after school stuff. That's where we provide business um, individuals to come into the schools or to come to the after school programs to talk to the students and help them from a business perspective of how they would appropriately go through an interview and giving them those tips. Um, But at the event, if if a student is truly interested, wants that job and is ready to go, um, and we do encourage them to bring their resume. And so if they want to have that opportunity to do uh, some type of interview, then we would provide space for them to be able to do that. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead, Julia. I was going to say, we also have a challenge at the event. We have a Pitch Perfect challenge. So that's an elevator speech. The students can come prepared with that and they'll get critiqued by HR professionals. So that is helping them um, with interviewing too because they can learn what they can improve on, how to speak more clearly, those sorts of things. So that is a part of the event as well. I don't know if they teach this. You guys are savvy and smart and are trying to do everything you possibly can to help these kids. So I hope you tell them this. Do you tell the kids that like if when they're going to an interview that you also need to ask questions and you're interviewing this place because this could be where you spend the rest of your life or where you hate your life six weeks into it? So ask the questions. Yes. Good. Yeah. And that's, you know, not even just with Inspire, but just um, so we host a lot of large job shadow experiences. And, and one that's, that we actually just did on Friday is with Mercy Health, who's one of our largest partners. And they are Mercy Health and Mercy College are sponsoring uh, JA Inspired. They're our top presenter. But um 
that is one thing that we share with the students prior to coming to the event at, or at the job shadow or this event that just ask questions, as many questions, because I can guarantee the people that you're going to be going to talk to, they would rather you ask a bunch of questions instead of just stand there and be silent. And if there's things that you want to know, this is your time now yeah. to do it. So yeah. we definitely enforce that. They don't want to sit there with their, their butt on their hands. They want to be active <laughs> and engaged. Yeah. They, if they're there, it probably means that they enjoy talking about what they do. Yeah. And people who love what they do and hopefully I bet you also talk a lot about purpose too with yeah. leading the kids <laughs> yeah. when the kids when the kids kept asking me about money I was like look if your first question is about money that's not the job for you because yeah. the purpose should draw you to a career or occupation yeah. and a lot of people who can make something sound really mundane and boring to well job wise to me they love it so much the enthusiasm the charisma comes out and I'm like good for you for being a librarian <laughs> like that sounds boring as anything but I'm so glad you love what you do and that's why we're all different and this is the perfect place like you said to mm-hmm. ask all the questions yep. mm-hmm. let me ask for something maybe anecdotal from last year or years past has there ever been a kid that you've heard of that has come in and was 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 bent on doing something specific like they were just laser focused on carpentry or working with their hands blah blah but they they met somebody they spoke to somebody and they did a complete 180 and now they want to be like a nasa scientist or something like that any any neat stories that you ever get get out of the event like this uh well for this being the second time for doing the event we did not have um one particularly like that last year but i will say that in some of the site visit experiences that we've been doing this year um we have had some students who were specifically focused on, well, I want to do this, but that's because they really hadn't been exposed to anything else where they thought engineering could be a part of it or where they thought, um, you know, this type of mechanics, I only thought I could do it here. I didn't realize that other companies are doing it in this way or that way. And so a lot of the students, as we've been going through, and that's one of our strategic goals is to really help students even just um, if they find out about a career that they want to learn more about, like that's a success for us. And so that is something that we have had students kind of go through and they're like, oh, oh my gosh, like I wanted to do this, but I tell you what, like I now realize I can do that at a different company and this company is offering internships and they're offering me a summer job and they want to help me get exposed and get in and they'll teach me. And now that they kind of know that that's a different option, then yeah, we really have just started opening eyes in that way. Where do you guys sit when it comes to girls in STEM? Oh, um, actually the one student that I was kind of, um, just as I was talking there, the, the person who came into mind, um, she is, it's a female, um, who was looking into, um, welding and looking into machining and that, um, and right now she's actually looking also into radiology. And so there's quite a few different fields, but as long as it's something hands-on mechanical, something tech, something like that, she's, she is really interested in that. So we actually have quite a few that want to go into STEM. I know that's a very important course that's going on right now as Mm -hmm. it should be. And conversely, like when it comes to stereotyping <laughs> things that we can get rid of, like if some young man wants to be a nurse, let him yep. go look into it. Let him go look into it. Is there any, uh, you two, if you were both 14, 15 all over again, <laughs> which of these booths might have interest to you now that we've uh, gone deeply into our careers and whatnot, we can't exactly mm-hmm. make U-turns. Julia? 
Yeah, definitely for me, it would be the Ohio Department of Natural Resources. So we had them there last year and just promoting all of the different careers that you could do within that. So a path that I had been interested in college was being a park ranger. So actually being able to talk to them and like see them, um, that could have been another path that I would have taken. Erica? Ooh, um... So actually just kind of this event in the Glass City Center itself, uh, because I always wanted to be an event planner, but was told that I could never do that unless I moved to a large city, which is why I never really pursued that in college. And the hospitality and tourism um, degree was just kind of up and coming at that time. So it wasn't really popular. So uh, definitely, I like because we have the Glass City Center obviously representing there. We have Destination Toledo there. Um, and so I those would have been the ones that would have interested interested in me because that's what I would have wanted to go into. And and had I known that I could just come to Toledo, which is a hop, skip, and a jump away from where I grew up, that I would be able to plan events, then I probably would have gone a little bit different in my uh, college career path. Even in a small town of 12 people, you can plan events. Yep. <laughs> if you have more than one person in a place, you can, if you, if you just have one person, you can plan your own event. Yep. Last question, I think, but every time I say last question, I, that leads me to four more. <laughs> so I'll start with last question. Is there any occupation that you're kind of like, shoot, I wish we'll, we'll get them next year. Uh, maybe someone that's that, that's up and coming, you look down the road a little bit, they were unable to attend, but somebody who you really like to wrangle in and be a part of this event because you feel that they will be, it, it would be important to the kids or maybe there was just a scheduling conflict. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, even more within the arts and entertainment, I mean, Toledo's so big, um, still trying to get the Mud Hens and the Walleye, like those are super big entertainment um, the Glass City Wranglers too. That's the new basketball yep. team in Toledo. So that would be amazing to have them there, showing students those opportunities, um, as well as more just like dentistry and more medical sciences. Um, those would be great as well. Erica, you have an answer for that one. Uh, if not, it's okay. I, so I personally would want to see more restaurants, but that's just because that was uh, kind of how I came into a lot of different networking opportunities is I worked in so many different restaurants kind of growing up and, and you learn and you meet people in the industry to the point where it connects you with different opportunities. So um Fingers crossed. I had a good conversation with her this week, but um, Benchmark and Claude's should be there. Uh, they are such wonderful people, and um, we hope to to see them there and kind of doing a good culinary representation. Um, but yeah, I would say probably more in the hospitality and tourism would be for me. Last question, and th- this might step on toes, but you, <laughs> you won't. But you also don't want to steer kids in a direction that is going to lead them to a dead end. Mm-hmm. Um are there any occupations that you, let's say this event was happening back in 2010, 2012, 2015. Are there any occupations that might have been popular then or of interest then that it's like there's really no reason to have those now for kids who are looking to do what they want to, what they want to grow up into? Like I would say radio. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I don't know off the top of my because head. Because you don't want to lead kids down. Like I, that's what I was trying to impress on these Perrysburg mm-hmm. kids. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna ask you to see around corners and predict the future because I don't want you to have railroad tracks run out on you in your mid 20s mm-hmm. when this industry is just eviscerated by A, B, or C. Is there anything that you can think of, maybe just offhand, that has had less interest in it in the last decade from your experience, Erica or Julia? No. Um, yeah, I can't think of any off the top of okay. my head that no. are not ones that students 
aren't interested in. Um, but I think um, you can see radio. No. <laughs> Uh, but I think some of them, it's just a little bit for this event in particular, it's just a little bit harder for them to come up with an interactive experience. Like sometimes like, how do you make accounting sexy? You know, mm. it's, it's, it's a little <laughs> bit right. difficult, but you know, what's great is about the partners that we've been working with in the companies. They, uh, Julia had a call last week where they kind of all came together and said, okay, collectively, how can we really make this be the most interactive and who can show this piece of banking and who can show this, show this piece of accounting and like really just tried um, to work collectively as a whole to make it be the most beneficial for the students that are coming. And, you know, it's we're better together. And so that's really the the mantra that we've been expressing with the companies. And thankfully this year, they're really starting to embrace that. So, you know, I would say that's kind of one thing that not that it's fallen off, but just that it's not as exciting. And they're really working hard to make sure that it is. Hey, I mean, like like we talked about, you can make a boring job, a mundane job, yeah. really exciting. You know, there are, there are accountants who absolutely love what they do because yep. they get people big refunds this yeah. time of year. <laughs> hey, guess what? I, you love to make that phone call. Hey, I kept you out of jail. The IRS <laughs> bothering Yay. you. Those are very exciting things. May 10th, class City Center. Uh, give me the hours again. And then one last thing. It's open to the public. Please share that. Yeah. So from nine to two, we have students coming. Um, and then from two to five, it's open to the community. So anybody looking for a job, looking for a career change, college students looking for a major, maybe they're still undecided. Um, this is a great opportunity to come down and just see what's available. Um, and then as well, we're looking for volunteers. So if you, if anybody wants to be a part of that, um, as a volunteer, you know we have different roles from helping students get off the bus to cheering for them as they come in during the day. Um, really, just being involved in a, in a really cool community event. Two to so, five is open to anybody, right? Anybody. Yep. Good. Also, yes. any students that weren't that are not coming with their school. If yep. they, we actually have uh, right now on the registrations, we actually have quite a few students that are coming from different schools where their school is not providing the opportunity, but they want to come. So mm-hmm. really anybody who's interested in looking for different career options. I There's there's a lot of things that I don't want to hear with my ears anymore, but one of the clean things that I can say into a microphone is, I don't want to hear that you hate your job. Like, <laughs> leave. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- there has not been a drastic uh, dismissal of now, ha- now hiring signs, so. Yeah, it, it and that's one of the things is that, you know, nobody can say, well, I can't find a job right mm. now. They're everywhere, and so this is an opportunity where it's like everybody's here at one time, and even yep. if it's something where they may not have a particular job that you like, I can guarantee they're here for the purpose because they want to expose you to it and they want to offer you an opportunity to learn more about it because everybody within the clusters that are there, they want to get students and or individuals into that industry. And so that's a lot of why we're doing it too. Another, I could work for you. I have such good insight. Like another thing I, <laughs> I share to kids is, okay, so you have no idea what you want to do or where you want to live, then do the opposite. Rule out things yeah. and then maybe you'll hone in on something. That's a lot exactly. of also what we kind of track with some of the students is did this experience help you eliminate something because that's just as valuable and you know I think one of the big things for us is you know we always share our why and everything every you know experience that we have and every time we talk to a student we talk about our why and there isn't one person that you can talk to that says no I knew exactly what I wanted to do I exactly went into that I had no roadblocks I had no holdups I mean it's very few and far between everybody has that experience and everybody has a story of why I could have went to this pathway or I could have done this or I could have if I would have just learned a little bit more about this, then I would have gone in a different direction. And so those stories resonate with students so much. And I know that's why we do our why. And that's, I mean, that's why we're with JA, because this 
I'm trying to help the future me's that couldn't, you know, do what they wanted to do or that are afraid to go down the wrong path. And so that's what we're here for is to help expose them. I can guarantee any human being of any working (laughs) age that if your why is to make money, um, at some point you're going to be pretty miserable because you can only make so much money and... And at some point, you can only get so happy with that. And they can Mm -hmm. keep adding zeros and zeros and zeros. If that's why, you're not going to be happy ultimately. Yep. Uh, Erica, Julia, thank you so much. One more time, that website? J-A-Inspire-N-W-O dot org.